Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing well. Thank you. Lots of news. Lots of news. We always want to improve the country, too. That's right. Patriotic. (laughs) (laughs) The country, probably, there's a lot of good things in our country, and uh, there are some people who like to separate the people in the country from the government. Yeah. And uh, I think we talk more about the sickness in the government, but that's where... The people seem to be, some of the bad people seem to be motivated to get into the government because they like power and they like to use power against others, including uh, those who are promoting the cause of liberty. But uh, there's a poll out. Now, this is an interesting poll. CNN? Yeah. A poll? You figure, well, they're going to doctor things up and make Biden look okay. Yeah. You know, doesn't happen. And the big question here, and I've looked at this, they went, oh, it's very thorough. Yeah. A lot of statistics. Everything is the worst ever and this kind of stuff. And it wouldn't be very encouraging to Biden. Uh, but, of course, he might not be aware of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, uh, But the Democrat Party is much aware of yeah. it. And they're, they're uh, in, in trouble. Um, when I looked at this and thought, the thought that came to my mind was... Um, they're they're really working hard to prepare to dump this guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, or 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 handle the transition, uh, because there there's something very strange going on. We've we've talked about it because everybody's talking about it. This guy's not not quite with it. Yeah. And so they said that, uh, you, you know, uh, there's they're in a bind. The Democrats are in a bind. Are they gonna are they gonna wait for two and a half more years to see how much more damage he's had done? You know, they had uh, a similar thing go on in uh, in 1974. You know, with Nixon. Yeah. So they had they had to maneuver. The establishment had to maneuver. They had to get rid of the vice president and then get an appointment. That's how we got Rockefeller as vice president yeah. for a year. <laughs> They had, they had to do a lot of planning. Then they could go after Nixon. And he was a bad guy. He lied and stuff like that. But now that I look back, Nixon <laughs> probably wasn't all that bad. No, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's do a poll. Let's have a poll between Nixon and Biden yeah. <laughs> right now. Bring back Nixon. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, I do not think uh, this poll uh, was a sudden... Uh, a sudden change of heart and that they wanted to be more journalistic and regain uh, some of their, uh, you know, confidence that people at one time had with CNN. And uh, I, I think I think it has something to do with the rearrangement and they're desperate. They don't know what to do. And uh, and, and we're going to see a lot a lot of that happening. But I, I don't think we we know the answer, nor do, do anybody, nor does anybody else know exactly how this transition is going to work. This is a little bit different than the average uh, mid-year uh, election. And, uh, you know, I've always uh, uh, kidded and, and sort of laughed at uh, when you're in a campaign, you say, this is the most important campaign ever in the history. Everybody, you know, just say the whole history depends on this this election, this election yeah. coming up. And I always like, yeah, I hear that so many times. But like I've said before, this one might be pretty doggone significant. Yeah. Uh, and who knows what will happen. But anyway, uh, I don't think that uh, Biden read this uh, result of this poll and, and started to rest. I don't think the Democrats have started to rest with ease. And I don't say, oh, this is no big deal. People just starting to 
you know, uh, hear the truth. And one place I read, I might have, I don't know whether this is accurate or not, that uh, that that, that uh, Trump's attitude was changing a little bit, that he wasn't quite quite as aggressive. Uh, and that might not be a bad idea. Let's just let the, let the Democrats do what they're doing <laughs> the worst. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Well, here's a, it's a new poll. It was commissioned by CNN and it was conducted by SSRS, a polling company, uh, between June 13th and July 13th, and it measured, you know, the Biden administration on a number of things. But the one thing that stuck out, I think, the biggest for us, and I think the reason why we're leading with this story, if we can put it up. Now, this is a journalist from CNN, um, Michael Marshall Cohen, and I've highlighted something that I think is very interesting, and that's Ukraine war. The president is underwater in Ukraine war approval, 46 to 52 the majority of Americans oppose his Ukraine policy. Now, it shouldn't surprise people who are savvy enough to watch the Liberty Report, of course, because we've talked about how an abysmally low percentage of people believe that this uh, economic problems is a result of Putin's price hike. Nobody believes that anymore, although the president persists in trying to do this. But the numbers on Ukraine are very significant. And what I think this signifies is you're going to start seeing a change and this right you said it before well, sometimes this is the better part of democracy <laughs> because when you start seeing people losing faith in this and realizing that they've been scammed then the politicians of course will follow because by and large they're cowards with a couple of with a couple of exceptions so i think you're going to start seeing with these numbers reversing on ukraine you're going to start seeing republicans uh, standing up and saying hang on a minute why are we spending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine when my constituents can't even pay their bills. And once that starts, I think we're going to see, as we did with COVID, when a few people with the courage to speak up spoke up, then you start seeing the tide follows. And I think that's what we're going to see on Ukraine. You know, all the time when the country's leading up to war, a lot of polls are done and, then, and a lot of manipulation, a lot of propaganda and all. I think this is somewhat different than the propaganda we listened to for so long about Iraq. Yeah. Because if you remember, early on, the American people instinctively said, what do we want to do that yeah, for? Yeah. What do we want to do that for? And uh, so they, um, they, they, they were negative. But after about a year of all that stuff, you know, the, all the propagandists and all the knowledgeable people yeah. said, well, we had to go to war. This guy was going to drop a nuke on us. And so we had to do that. And in this case, there was support, uh, you, you know, for the war. And now what you mentioned and what is in this poll is that they, they're withdrawing their support. And yes. They're asking questions. They went along with it. And uh, maybe, maybe this is the, they're going in the right direction right now. That's what I think it, uh, could be happening. Well, one of the things uh, to give you credit, you know, back in the Iraq war, as you say, Congress was, you know, the Republicans were completely all in on it. And you started holding lunches for Republican members, bringing in uh, conservative speakers, talking about how the war was a bad idea. That started to turn things on Capitol Hill. I don't know. There are a couple of people there that I would imagine could do something like that. <laughs> but if you voted for the billions, you're going to have a hard time standing up in front of your constituents and saying, well, I didn't know. You know I, was, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. So anyway, here, I want to put up just some cross tabs. I remember back in your office when your chief of staff, Tom Lazardo, whenever he looked at a poll, he said, you've got to look at the cross tabs. And here's just a little sample of them, just so you can see. This is SSRS, uh, the company that conducted the poll. And you can see here, overall, uh, on uh, Ukraine, 
46 in favor, 52 opposed, with men it's slightly more opposed. Uh, and uh, so you're seeing uh, a real shift. In, in, in There are some other numbers in here that we probably should bring up, and we can put up that next. This is a CNN article that came, just came out about the poll. And it talks about summer of 22 is a season of deepening and widespread discontent. Uh, yeah, we, we agree with that. Uh, but it says Biden's approval rating in the poll stands at 38% with 62% disapproving. His approval ratings for handling the economy, 30%, or his approval ratings for the economy, 30%, and inflation, 25%, are notably lower. So only 25% of Americans think he's doing an okay job with the economy. Yeah, and, and that's very deceptive because uh, I, I see in here it shows that the people one time are supportive and then, 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 then their attitudes change and they give that credit to the president. And what happens sometimes is, and this happened, uh, you know, in the seven, in the seven and eight, is they, they inflated and uh, because they say, oh, there's a recession here, there's a recession here. And then they said, we got out of the recession. No, and, and, and this sort of indicates that they believe that this is sort of had a recession here, got better, back and forth. This is all one recession. And they said, well, how do you account for these numbers? Why, why do sometimes these numbers uh, look better? It's because they print all the money and they put it out there and they confuse debt. Uh, you know, and stocks going up and prices going up. Even a little inflation shows a sign of of, of, uh, of growth. Uh, so it uh, it's deceiving to say that they're having economic growth because they just put out a ten trillion dollars spending. <laughs> fake money. Oh yeah, sales just went up. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it is it is very deceptive. And even the crosstabs can't fully explain all of that. Yeah, a <laughs> couple of other quick numbers on there, uh, which is further bad news. On Democrats who were polled in this poll, Biden has lost 13% since the spring poll. So from the spring to now the summer, 13% in approval ratings. And only 12% of Americans say that Biden is handling the economy very well, extremely well. So very, very, very bad numbers. The thing is, Dr. Paul, and you, you, you do always say, and you're right, that people vote with their bellies. And there's just something, you probably can explain it better than me, there's something psychologically uh, terrifying about inflation. Because we all know what our salaries are, what our paychecks are. And when you start going to the store, and I pay a lot of attention to it, and you start seeing prices rising like this, just something about it psychologically, you start feeling insecure and unsettled and worried. You know, at least I do. Maybe most Americans feel that way. I think this is a reflection of a lie. See, the whole principle of uh, inflation, how it's explained, is a big lie. They say, oh, there's price gouging. Labor wants yeah, too much yeah. money. And they have all these excuses. Oh, it, it, uh, it was Putin's fault. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, it's the oil that gave us all the inflation. They, they have all these things because most of them know what they're doing. They're inflating the currency. And what we're witnessing is the valuation of the currency. And... Uh, and, and th that's not very popular. So the people who do understand it can't afford to tell the people, you know, the problem is you're too many hogs out there that you put the pressure on the congressman that for him to stay in office. And he has no courage himself. He's there for the wrong reason, too. Yeah. They say, well, put the pressure on him to spend. Well, we don't have any money. 
well, well, tax you. Oh, no, we don't like taxes. Oh, okay. We have this neat little thing called inflation. So it's very confusing. It's built on a lie. They try to lie their way out of it, saying, you know, different things cause it. The weather causes yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> whatever. So, uh, but, but there is, and the reason why they're tempted to mislead is there's a little bit of truth of what they say. They say, well, you know, uh, we have Ukraine. We're spending trillions of dollars on all this, and we had COVID. We spent trillions of dollars, and that is that it does influence inflation, but it isn't the inflation. The inflation comes when they passed out, you know, at the beginning of COVID. They were passing out checks like crazy, <laughs> exactly. and then uh, it, so they had to they had to do something. They blamed that on it, but the inflation comes in the connection. And I think the truth would help people understand this. Uh, that the, the truth is is that these things it's a partial truth. It's a half truth, and they're deceiving you with it because they don't want you to think of the real problem and that is the political and the special interest control of the monetary system and the monopoly control of the financial system which is huge it's the biggest system that ever exists in mankind which is the dollar the dollar reserve standard uh, and the way the empire was built around that and uh, and they have a right to be scared yeah. and then when they hear the people who built this up and lied and promised all these things, if people voted for all this stuff, oh, I'm going to be well off. They're going to do this for me. And there's always going to be food stamps forever and free medical care and wonderful government education. Yeah. We, we can borrow all this money and probably they'll never collect it. You know, they don't have to pay back. So finally, the lies catch up to them. And that is why I think we're in the crisis is because they haven't been offered, uh, you, you know, a, a bit of truth. And I think people people can handle it if they're told. But once they hear all this nonsense, they know somebody's lying about it. And uh, I think uh, I think a little bit of truth could be a, a big help to understanding what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think another reason why the American people are pretty sour on Biden's Ukraine policy is because it, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. And here's a great, here is a classic example of how the entire Biden-Ukraine policy has been one giant own goal. You know, literally shooting yourself in the head. Put up this next one. I, I caught this from Reuters, of all places, this morning. Uh, Saudi Arabia now buys cheap Russian oil so it can sell its own oil to the West. Russia wins, Saudi Arabia wins, and the West loses. So what's happening, Dr. Paul, because you know the Saudis and the Russians are getting along very, very well, unlike when Biden went over them, basically didn't get much out of it. What's happening, and it's, you, can't just, you can't help but laughing. So the, the Russians are deeply discounting oil to sell to the Saudis. The Saudis are buying super bargain oil for their own uh, power generation, and then they're selling oil at world prices back to the U.S. Oh. So we are literally, literally paying a premium. And Russia and Saudi Arabia are getting rich on this policy. I wonder if it's good instincts for capitalism, <laughs> how they're able to maneuver that. But it's wicked and it's a dishonest. But, you know, something will go along with what I was saying a few minutes ago about the lying that goes on and deceiving the people. There, there was... Uh, uh, so another rating on the media. Yeah, the Gallup poll. Yeah, another Gallup poll. Media confidence rating drops to fresh record lows, and that—that's exactly it. 
this is uh, the, the 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 other the other poll was at least showing that uh, a little bit of honesty that we can find out what the people are thinking about. But when it comes to watching your television, I mean. Uh, we knew it was bad, but nobody gives a darn about yeah. that. And then a, f- a few of us, including myself, was we were hopeful, you know, with social media. This sounds like a good idea. Independence and yeah. no control and First Amendment rights and, you know, do all, do all kinds of things with it. And, w- and what happens is uh, they they ended up doing that. And uh, all of a sudden, the social media becomes an arm of the government. Yeah. And so the media has to, when you talk about the media, you have to include, uh, you, you know, this so- social uh, networking yeah. kind of thing, which is is a, a real mixed bag of corporatism and, and government. And uh, it's, a, it's a type of system that still has a lot of influence, even though if they click on ABC or CBS or something, but most most people don't click on anymore. Yeah. And then, then they are cautious. They know not to accept everything they say is gospel. Yeah, it's it's good to actually put up that clip. This is from the, this is from Gallup and via Zero Hedge for us this morning. But this was a poll conducted last month, um, and they've done this for a number of years, a number of decades, actually. The, the level of confidence Americans have in what we would say now mainstream media. Of course, back then it was just media. And I think this does explain, as you suggest, Dr. Paul, the reason why there is such a crackdown on social media, and that crackdown is instigated by the mainstream media, which, of course, has been in bed with government for a long time. And we also know, thanks to people like Alan McLeod, who, who's written a lot about this, that the social media is now chock full of ex-CIA and ex-FBI people. So let's look at these numbers from the Gallup poll. And this is a very dramatic graph, Dr. Paul, of Americans' confidence in newspapers and television news. And you see a steady decline from the late 70s. But if you look more recently, there is a precipitous decline from, I would say, interestingly enough, about 2020 and accelerating through 2022. You think, well, what could, it have, what could have happened back then that really accelerated America's distrust in the media? Well, two years of lying to us about COVID, I would put out as Exhibit A uh, for this result, you know. Um, and it's, you know, again, I hate to, I, you're the positive guy, I'm the negative, I'm the pessimist. But when I look at that, I do feel a little <coughs> bit encouraged to see that Americans are getting it and they are they know they're being lied to and they're not happy about it. And, and the media is very cooperative when uh, there's a little bit of fudging you have to do and lying you have to do about the judicial system. People are really disgusted with the judicial system where, uh, where you, you can't even have a discussion about, uh, like if you say, I think people have a right to vote, that's the best we can do right now, but uh, they, we, we ought to know if they're a citizen and we ought to know where they live. You know, they ought to have an identification. <laughs> That's treason. It's hateful. <laughs> That's treason. Hateful. Why? <laughs> you can't do that at all. But uh, the, the judicial system, just think of all this nonsense that's been going on for a couple of years on, on the uh, January 6th trial. Yeah. You know, the, the trial of the century. Yeah. yeah. Insurrection. And, uh, and, and there's, there's, no, uh, there's no defense. Nobody's representing the defense of hundreds of people yeah. who have been in prison. And, uh, and nobody, and, and the media just, uh, you, you know, the media that, uh, uh, probably hasn't reflected in the CNN yeah. poll yet. But no, it, it's reflected in the people. People go along with that. But it becomes very partisan. 
because there are people who say, and it is partisan yeah. too. It's it's uh, it's uh, very dishonest. Uh, it's the misuse of uh, justice and uh, the misuse of the CIA and the FBI. And uh, you know, I was I've always been fascinated. This is not brand new. I've been fascinated with what the support was for the lone gunman that killed yeah. Kennedy. Uh, you know, probably 90% of the people or more probably believe that the first week or two, and then it just gradually eroded, uh, eroded. Yeah. And, and now nobody believes that. Yeah. You know, it's taken for granted that there was not a, a lone gunman and Oswald didn't do it. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's uh, something that people have lost confidence. And, and uh, how does the system work if you don't have confidence? Yeah, how does any system work? Yeah. How, do, how does any social relationship work if there's, if there's not trust and confidence? And uh, I, th I would think of that would be true in medicine. I think that should be true in education. If you can't trust your professors, but you know, when, yeah. when one of my sons went off to college, he says, Dad, he says, the, guy, the guy's teaching economics. Uh, He's, he's a communist, <laughs> and, and he writes about it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was shocking. Yeah, and I'm paying his bills, yeah. too. Yeah, what, what a shame. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, well, here's one good thing, though. It gives me a little bit more faith in the American people as well. And this is from that same Gallup article about the poll. If we can put it up. Dr. Paul, I think you're probably going to uh, agree with this. Television, news, and newspapers rank nearly at the bottom of that list of institutions. <laughs> with only Congress garnering less confidence from the public than TV news. So uh, with a couple of exceptions, we definitely will agree with that. Yeah, so that's for sure. Give them some me. credit. And it's, 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 it's good that people are skeptical, but, but it, it still doesn't come up with, it's sort of they, they, uh, they get skeptical and they know there's something about inflation and they want something done, but they don't get the full picture. Yeah. So they're not arguing for, you know, biting the bullet and, and doing and believing that private property and freedom and less taxes are an answer to a lot of those economic problems. So they, they don't want to hear about that. But uh, somebody, uh, I expressed a, a surprise one time during my campaigning. I said, you know, I talk about, you know, these things, even, even though you give me a little credit, I try to be positive <laughs> at the end. But, but I would give, you know, the first 45 minutes to say this is, you, people are, in, especially on the campuses, you're inheriting a mess. Yeah. And, uh, but very often uh, the students would say, would come up and talk to me and say, well, I like, I like what you say because you're optimistic. Because I tried to and still try to get the truth out and know what the problem is. And that is sort of a, of a type of thing that I would want to do in medicine. Tell you what's wrong and yeah. what you have to do. And, and, uh, and I think telling the truth is sure a powerful weapon. Yeah, it is. Well, you ask what happens to society that completely loses confidence in its institutions. And I would say 1989 is what happens, you know, <laughs> the collapse of the USSR. And it was sclerotic for a couple of decades before it finally collapsed. You had people in office like Chernenko who, who basically we're brain dead, like some presidents we may or may not have right now. So I think that's exactly what does happen. Well, let's move on to a little bit better news story as well. And this is from our good friends over at antiwar.com. Mexican president, we've been following uh, President Lopez Obrador for a while. He is, I believe, uh, in the category, in my opinion, of an honest left-leaning leader, a populist leftist. And he's said some great things about a lot of things that our colleague Adam Dick has written about 
uh, his very good approach to the marijuana situation, you know, decriminalization, but he's also been particularly good on, on Julian Assange. And this is from uh, yesterday's antiwar.com. Mexican president renews offer to grant asylum to Julian Assange in a letter to Biden. He sent a letter to the president saying, you know, we'll take him here, we'll give him asylum, let's just end this uh, nonsense. And you know who he made that offer to for the first person, Trump. (laughs) He made the offer to Trump, but uh, Trump didn't bite. He wasn't willing to do it. No, that that is is so tragic because they're talking about, uh, you know, a death sentence is is what they're talking about. And uh, you know what was what is interesting? The, he uh, what, what he actually did was publish the, the material that uh, Chelsea Manning yeah. got really bad stuff that we were doing in yeah. the military. So uh, it deserved the American people deserve to know this. But isn't it interesting that she was better treated than? Uh, so she took the material and gave it to the to yeah. the journalist. Yeah, the journalist shouldn't have to go to jail. Um, neither should she. Yeah. She should get. She should be cited as a hero. Yeah. You know, for telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, but but no, that that, that didn't happen. And uh, and yet uh, she was treated more fairly by by Obama. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, from that clip that I just had, it was a couple of quotes from Obrador. Uh, he explained that Assange. This is his letter to Biden. He said Assange did not cause anyone's death. Did not violate any human rights. He exercised his freedom. And arresting him would mean a permanent affront to freedom of expression. We always like to pat ourselves on the back uh, for all of our faith in democracy and the institutions. But here it's clearly that the president of Mexico understands a lot more about freedom than the majority of American politicians. You know, I was daydreaming and thinking about a theoretical vote. If I'd have to cast it, I'd have to think twice. I'd probably have to confer with my advisors. <laughs> and that was, you know, what he's saying that if they put him away, it's a death sentence. Yeah. And he says, therefore, he sh- we should start uh, m- the movement to dismantle the Statute of Liberty. And uh. I thought, boy, well, that might be great symbolism and all, but uh, it it would be. What if it was a vote like that? Uh, I think I think it would be tough to. So, but but the point I, I'm 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 sure he's you know talking symbolically. He doesn't he doesn't uh, you know have the, any authority of this. But he does make this point. He sincerely believes that uh, people should be treated differently, and that's where that's where we should be having more coalitions. If we're talking to other governments, yeah. you know, non-intervention doesn't mean you can't talk to people. And I think talking and diplomacy, as long as it's always for the purpose of moving for more peaceful relationships, you should do it. But when it's there, playing these games on how we're going to maneuver this and we're going to threaten to do this and put sanctions on this and we're going to move our troops right to your border and it's back and forth because neither side is going to be angelic about the whole deal. Yeah. Well, we can't let this pass without one great quote from the Mexican president. If we can put that next one on, uh, that next clip. Because this, you pointed out to me, and it's great. He said, last month, Lopez Obrador called Assange, quote, the best journalist of our time. What a great, great line. That's right. Great line. Does not deserve to be in jail. Let him go to Mexico. It's not going to bother anyone down there, you know, yeah, at the well, least. Sure wish I knew a better way to get that point out yeah. there. Yeah, I don't think, uh, I think if we had fair access and got our message out, I believe most people would say, 
well, I didn't really understand that. Why are they, why are they doing this? Yeah, yeah. But uh, the trouble is, I would think that uh, 80, maybe this is overstating. I think maybe 75, 80% of the American people say, who's the song? Yeah, a lot of people you know, would. what'd he do? Yeah. What'd he do? Oh, oh, he stole our, our secrets and gave it to the enemy. Yeah, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. yeah, the, yeah. The propaganda has sunk in. Well, speaking of the enemy, the enemy really is the military-industrial complex. And let's put up this next clip. Yeah. Dr. Paul Pentagon nears deal with Lockheed for 375 F-35 stealth fighter jets. Now, you sent that to me this morning with a little line. Oh, I guess they fixed the problems <laughs> with the F-35. I, I guess they probably have not. <laughs> but, you know, then, then we had, when we looked at this, we find out, that there are lots of choices. I guess it's like a shop. You walk in. <laughs> oh, I like this F thirty five, F thirty five A's, F F thirty five B's, and F thirty five C's. And uh, but each part of the uh, military probably has to have their own because uh, the Navy probably ne needs a different airplane. And yeah, that yeah. might be the excuse. But I bet you the other excuse is we can spread the largesse around yeah. because every state usually participates in big things. Yeah. And so they can pass this out and it'll be a jobs. That's why they don't care whether it works or not. It's a jobs program. Yeah. They don't realize that there's a cost and uh, instead of what, you know, yeah. maybe maybe the, those millions of dollars could have been spent if the people had been allowed to keep it. And uh, maybe they'd have money in the bank today and not have to worry about, you know, paying for their food. You yeah, know? because all this stuff is just just very, very harmful. In a so, more fair world, we'd be hearing people like Winslow Wheeler and our friend Chuck Spinney talking about, you know, a lot more people would be hearing about for years. They've been writing about what the F-35 is and what a disaster it is. Well, here's a tweet from Zero Hedge about it, because we need to talk money. Dr. Paul, we need to talk money. Pentagon and Lockheed near approximately $30 billion deal for 375 more F-35 fighter jets. $30 billion here, $30 billion there, maybe another $30 billion to Ukraine. Starts to add up. Now, the plane has a few questions. <laughs> yeah, a couple. <laughs> What's going to happen if... Somebody pays real money for this. Saudi sends us a couple bucks, yeah. and and then the plane doesn't do well. I wonder if they're allowed to sue. <laughs> and if they, we'll sue them. The American people are, are rich. We'll sue these people because we didn't we didn't get a fair deal. No guarantees with these airplanes. Yeah. It's not like Amazon. You don't just send it back. You get a <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, we have another item. Yeah. This, oh, this, yeah. Is, this is interesting. And uh, this is one that we had all our plan and we had our little spiel plan, but we had to change it. The last Just, minute. There, new news came out. Um, but we did, we did have enough information. And maybe uh, what, we're, what we want to talk about is Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's, she's planning to be the diplomat uh, of the world and, and, and go to China and yeah. make sure everything's working well. And um, I thought, well, there's a cancellation. Yeah. That's the big deal. That's the big new news. Uh, and the, the cancellation, uh, maybe she got wind that we were going to talk about it <laughs> and poke a little fun and, and criticize her trip to, to, uh, to China. To Taiwan, yeah. Yeah, Taiwan. And I thought, well, maybe. Maybe maybe she heard about this, yeah. and uh, maybe she thought she was going to. Oh yeah, she. I bet she was really uh, really worried about that. But anyway, guess what? I I wonder. You, you know, we need to check the her medical records. Yeah. It should be public record. Did she 
ever have a shot? Did she have the vaccine? Did she have any boosters? Did she take her vitamins? Uh, you know, because she came down with a positive test. Uh-oh. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like Dr. Fauci or Fauci, <laughs> and maybe they're not friends, and she didn't follow the regulations because it's um, it's there's a lot of rules and regulations, you know, what to do. But I don't even think she followed the regulations when when it was hot and heavy. She 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 skipped all the regulations yeah. anyway. She she went on her own and, yeah. and did, did whatever she cared about. But uh, this whole idea. Uh, about her going to going to Taiwan, and my comment on here was, I feel a lot better now. Yeah. now she's going, but but it, it's dangerous what she's doing. I yeah. mean, she's she is a stern. It wouldn't fit my qual my my qualifications. That yes, it's okay to talk to people. Of course, I'd probably uh, not. Uh, go flying around the world yeah talk to people she could talk to them zoom but 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 to talk to them with the goal as being you know better friends yeah. and more trade and and, and uh, cooperation uh t- talking about how you can provide the maximum amount of liberty for the individual because of its tremendous benefits yeah. you know but tremendous benefits for the people always encroach on the power of the government yeah and that's our problem there's Pelosi for you. you know? <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when Biden said, if you take these shots, you're not going to get COVID. Oh. No, no one says that anymore. He That's needs funny. sued. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's lying to us. <laughs> well, I'm going to close with, again, a reminder for our young people out there, and not so young people. You can go back to school at any time. But apply today to be a 2022 Ron Paul Scholar. We've got Jacob Hornberger going to give a lecture on non-interventionism 101. It's going to be a great day. The day before the Ron Paul Institute D.C. conference, the scholars will attend the D.C. conference. They'll have their hotel taken care of, and they will have a, a uh, bit of a scholarship to, uh, to cover the cost of attending. So it's going to be a great event. So go to ronpaulinstitute.org, and uh, you'll find the easy application, link to an easy application uh, to join us uh, in September, early September, Labor Day weekend. And also get your tickets. We're about halfway sold out for the tickets for Anatomy of a Police State. And we're seeing it all around us. September 3rd, 2022, Weston, Washington, Dulles Airport. Get your tickets while they are still at an early bird discount. And we're looking forward to that one, aren't we, Dr. Paul? Very good. Yeah. I'm going to close by just uh, restating very briefly, you know, our first item that we brought up. And that had to do with the CNN poll, which showed that our country's in bad shape and it's verified by it getting worse. And uh, the Democrats know about it because it was very much, uh, uh, you know, aimed at the Democrats and how poorly they're they're doing. And so it's really bad news for the country uh, on the short run, but maybe good news on the long run because it tells you that we better do something and maybe it's going to happen in the next year. But we still have a long way to go because there was... Even with a couple of things I mentioned today where our problems are bipartisan, you know, whether it's spending, those F-35s, how many Republicans are going to fight the F-35? Probably not very many. In the military industrial complex, the power and the control and the money spent there. Then they say, wonder why my gasoline prices are going up. So uh, what we need to do is put more sanctions on Russia. Yeah, that really was a great idea. And oh, let's, let's close down the pipelines and make sure that we can't drill for oil. All oh, the prices are going up. It's all this nonsense that goes on. And uh, the polling is very instructive. 
uh, the CNN polling, shows uh, how badly things are going and the people are sick and tired of it. But the point that I try to make and make it again is it's bad and we know about it. You have to understand why it's bad. We use, I use the example of inflation. If they think inflation is caused uh, by, by Putin manipulating uh, you know, the territory over there in Ukraine, you know, and simply saying that because uh, it won't solve the problem, it'll distract. They do everything they can at government levels and it's bipartisan to protect the Federal Reserve and not say to the Federal Reserve, you're the cause, the system is bad, we've endorsed, pub uh, you know, uh, we endorsed public spending and deficits so they're not supposed to matter and just let it go and print, print the money. And it's known, but you, you can't say that because guess what? The people still want the spending. So that, that is the problem. And eventually, uh, one thing that we do know is it's going to end. It would end if you had different people in Congress. That's not going to happen. It's going to end when the spending and the deficits and the inflation gets totally out of control and people just give up. And these statistics shows that we're moving in that direction. So information is what we need out there, has to be correct, and we have to get people to give us information that the people can, can trust. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.